Welcome to the Truth Be Known podcast, bringing you the objective truth boldly, candidly, and without apology. Welcome to this week's episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Truth Be Known podcast. I'm your host, Nathaniel Jolly. Now, in this episode, we will talk about angels, we're going to talk about reverence, and we're going to talk about Bethel Church in Redding, California. Specifically, I want us to review the teaching given by Jen Johnson at a woman's conference. Now, there's been a clip of this floating around the internet, around social media. The conference is a bit old, taking place sometime around 2017 or so, but this clip gives an excellent perspective and some pretty keen insight on what types of things are taught at Bethel Church in Redding, California, pastored by Bill Johnson. So, without further ado, let's jump right in and listen to this short clip by Jen Johnson. It's about three minutes long, so bear with me. Here we go. Here we go. God, Jesus, Holy Spirit. I can't define who he is to you. You need to ask him to define himself to you. I feel, I feel like I'm supposed to ask you to ask him some questions today. And I want you to go to him and ask him to define who he is to you and what that looks like. So my God, God to me, Jesus to me, and the Holy Spirit to me is like the genie from Aladdin. That's black. I don't, I don't agree. That's whole, I, I don't care. That's who he is to me. And he's funny. He's sneaky. He's silly. He's wonderful. He's like the wind. He's, he's all around. You know the scene in Revelations where the angels circle the throne and they say, holy? And you just, it's this reverent, like, holy. Every time they, they circle the throne, they say, see a new side of his face and they're just taken aback and... It's all they can do to say, holy. And they just keep circling because there's never an end. It's limitless to what they see as they circle. And I was thinking yesterday, I thought, I wonder how much they laugh. Because he's funny. I wonder how much he just goes, oh yeah, look at this. And they're like, What part of happy is in reverent? I'm, I'm, I'm just asking. I don't know. What part of joy? I have a friend that she's teaching me more right now that there's more joy in sorrow than I ever thought. But why? Because sorrow is black. It's always been black. This is the color of joy. And I thought of those angels circling that throne and I thought, I bet they text each other. (laughs) 
I bet they have farting contests. Now, there was a lot packed into that three-minute clip, but let's just start at the very beginning of the clip. So, Jen Johnson says that she cannot define who God is to you and that you need to ask God yourself to define himself to you. Now, that sounds a bit strange for most folks, and, well, in fact, it is a bit strange. But basically, this is fast food Christianity with a Subway sandwich God where you get to make God how you want him, solely based on your imagination. The reality is that God has already defined himself through his written word through the Bible. The idea of asking God to define himself apart from Scripture comes from this idea that is very prominently found in the charismatic church. It's the idea of getting or receiving special revelation, where God speaks to certain people individually outside of Scripture. Now, folks, this is known as Gnosticism, and it's a heresy. If you want to hear God speak, then open your Bible, and as Justin Peters often says, if you want to hear God speak audibly, then read your Bible out loud. Certainly, that is the only way you're going to hear God speak these days. Now, the point here is that we do not get to make up who God is based on what our imagination can conjure up, although this is exactly what Jen Johnson is recommending. But no, God has seen fit to give us the Scriptures— And in the pages of the scripture, he reveals his character and his traits to us. In fact, everything that can be known about God, he has revealed to us either generally throughout creation or more specifically through the pages of scripture. This is what we get to know about God. Now, scripture is to be what defines what we believe about God, not our feelings, not our speculations, and certainly not our own whimsical fancies. The Bible alone is what should define what we believe about God. Now, if you noticed, she uses the word feel quite a bit, right? I don't feel. I feel. This is what you should feel. You hear this word used a lot in the charismatic church because much of what's believed is not based on facts, but is actually just based on feelings. This is one of the fundamental dangers found within the charismatic church. Doctrine, theology, even God himself is too often defined by the individual's feelings rather than the facts presented in the Bible, and the two very often conflict. And in fact, one person's quote-unquote God in the charismatic church may be totally different than another person's God. Again, Jen Johnson really gives us that feel when she makes the statement, I can't tell you what God is to you. You have to ask God what he's like to you. The problem is that when we decide what God is like based on our own imagination or feelings, then your God and my God often come out to be totally different. And Jen Johnson's God could look exactly opposite of your God. And she tells you what her God is like. Here's the reality. When feelings become the measure by which we judge things, we get statements like, well, I just simply refuse to accept a God that, and then fill in the blank. While the reality is, It doesn't matter what you feel or what I feel about God. God is who he is, whether we accept it or believe it or like it or not. And if we want to know God, then we have to study the scriptures to find out what he has revealed to us about himself, not just decide for ourselves what we would like God to be. 
Although I would argue that that's a large part of evangelicalism today. We have the tendency to make God in our own image. But Bethel, rather than going to scriptures, seems to have a, quite a different standard. And I think we've already established that fact. But Jen Johnson goes on to tell you what her God is like. And I want to go through this in a little bit of detail, and I want to compare it against the scriptures the God of the Scriptures, right? And let's just see how close they are. So Jen Johnson says in this little clip that God the Father, that Jesus the Son, that the Holy Spirit, to her, are like the genie from the cartoon Aladdin. That sounds a bit strange. Okay, well, if that's her God, let's just consider that. I mean, despite the fact that that comment is absolutely blasphemous, let's examine her God and see how it compares to the God of the God of the Bible the Alpha and the Omega, the true living God. Well, the first observation that I'd make is that Genie is a magical make-believe creature. The God of the Bible is very much real. Beyond that, the Genie in Aladdin makes tons of mistakes. He's actually a buffoon. His sense of humor is crude at times. He was a bit awkward at times around people. And it's worth noting that the genie is actually a captive being until a human can set him free. So that God is the God that Jen Johnson serves. He's a make-believe, limited-in-power creature that's imperfect and a servant to humans until his human master decides to set him free. Does that sound anything like the God of the Bible to you? Because it does not sound like the God of the Bible to me, and yet this is the type of thing you get when you are a fast food Christian, making your own Subway sandwich God, which is exactly what Jen Johnson has done. So the question becomes, if Jen Johnson's version of God is false and is a false God, then who does God claim to be? Well, in John 14, 9 and 10, Jesus says this, Have I been so long with you, and yet you have not come to know me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? So, if we study what Jesus looks like, then we can know some of God's character and what God is like, because we understand that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are one, three distinct persons. Colossians 2.9 tells us, For in him all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. Hebrews tells us that God has spoken to us in his Son. And in Hebrews 1.3 it says, He is the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his nature, and upholds all things by the word of his power. So, if Jesus is the exact representation of the nature of God, well, we could just simply look at life of Jesus, and we should do that, right? Because we understand that Jesus was, in fact, fully God and fully man. And we can compare him to the God of Jen Johnson's description, and folks, they look absolutely nothing alike. Jesus was in full control. Uh, Jesus even makes the point to let us know that it wasn't someone that took his life. He laid down his own life of his own will and had the power to take it up again and did do so. Well, that doesn't seem to be the servant, slave, captive by humanity type of God that Jen Johnson described earlier. Exodus 15.11 goes on to say, Who is like you, majestic in holiness? Psalm 119.137, we're told that God is righteous 
in Isaiah 45, 23, we're told that every knee will bow and every tongue will swear allegiance to him. In Isaiah 44, 6, we hear, I am the first and I am the last. There is no God beside me. And in Isaiah 43, 13, says, even from eternity, I am he. That doesn't seem to match the description of Jen Johnson's God. And so, whose God is real? Well, I'd submit to you that the Bible is 100% accurate. The Bible is the very Word of God, and the only true source of accurate information about God found in the pages of Scripture. And so, Jen Johnson's God just isn't the God of the Bible. Jen Johnson has a God who changes his mind. But in Malachi 3.6, it says, For I, the Lord, do not change. Jen Johnson's God is capable of lying. She says he's, quote, sneaky, yet Hebrew says the unchangeableness of his purpose. It is impossible for God to lie. It seems to me that the God taught at Bethel Church is absolutely nothing like the God of the Bible. You can't believe in the God that Bethel teaches and believe in the God who is revealed in the pages of Scripture. We could go through a lot more scriptural passages in the Bible, and we would not find Jen Johnson's idea of this silly, saply, bumbling idiot of a God that she portrays. No, what we find is a holy and mighty God who is righteous, who is just, who is sovereign, eternal, immutable, omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent. We would find a God who is loving, who is truthful, and who is merciful, mighty to save. Folks, Bethel Church in Redding, California, is extremely dangerous. They teach a God foreign to anything we see in Scripture, and a Christianity that is best described as fast food Christianity where you can have it your way. This isn't Burger King Christianity, folks. Beyond the absurd description of God that she gives, she begins to speculate what the angels look like around the throne of God. She describes a scene where God sort of jumps out at the angels in jest, and the angels all start to laugh, and then she makes the comment, what part of being happy isn't reverent? Now, what she's doing is just merely attempting a clever way to combat the thought of her being irreverent, which, by the way, she is utterly irreverent and blasphemous in this clip. Now, I can tell you a lot of things that make you temporary, ha- temporarily happy that are, in fact, not reverent. So the idea that if, if you're happy, you're being reverent, well, is really just asinine. It's foolish at best. Uh, many sins provide a temporary pleasure. We understand that sin can be, in the moment, pleasurable. A temporary happiness, and yet every sin, every sin, even in the midst of its temporary pleasure, is an abomination and an irreverent act before a holy God. So just because you feel happy doesn't mean that you're in a reverent posture. She knows that. It's just a cleverly deceptive tactic so that people can accuse her of the irreverence she knows she's committing. Now she goes on to say just how she thinks these angels circling the throne act, and she suggests that She can imagine that they're circling the throne and they're texting each other. Now, if that isn't ridiculous enough, because obviously she understands angels do not have cell phones and they do not text. 
She is seeking to entertain a crowd, and she's not at all interested in the God of the Bible. I think that the saddest part of this is that you can hear clearly the crowd is, in fact, entertained and enjoying every bit of what she's teaching and what she's saying. It's a sad testimony to the type of Christianity that is believed in in the Bethel circles. She goes on to add the blasphemous comment of angels having a farting contest around the throne of God. Of all the things that you could imagine, what kind of mind do you have to have to imagine such a disgusting display of what is in actuality an amazingly beautiful reverential event? It's horrendous. To describe this level of irreverence is quite difficult and beyond words, I think, at least for me. And yet, this is the God. This is the heaven, and this is the type of Christianity that is taught at Bethel Church in Redding, California, under the pastorship of Bill Johnson. As a side note, this type of teaching is the very reason we constantly warn churches against playing music from Bethel in their church. Ultimately, people will follow the source of the music they like, and if they follow the music, it leads them to Bethel's teaching, and this is what they get. So what if Bethel has good musicians, if their theology is sending people to hell? Not to mention that you fund Bethel every time you use their song if you're paying for usage through programs like is required. So not only... Are you exposing your people to heretics? But you're funding those heretics as well. But I digress. Well, so we we know what Jen Johnson's version of heaven is like. She's told us what her God looks like, which looks nothing like the true God of the, of the Scriptures. She's told us what her version of heaven looks like. So let's just go to the Bible. In fact, I want to read from the very same scene same set of passages that Jen Johnson is pulling from when she makes her comment about, quote, farting angels. If you are in a place where you can do that, you can go ahead and turn to Revelation chapter 4, and it's worth reading the entire chapter, verses 1 through 11. This is what heaven really looks like, okay? This is the picture of God that we should have. Let's just compare it to the scene that Jen Johnson painted for us. Verse 1. After these things I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven, and the first voice which I had heard, like the sound of a trumpet speaking with me, said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after these things. Immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne was standing in heaven, and someone was sitting on the throne. And he who was sitting was like a jasper stone, and a sardius in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne, like an emerald in appearance. Around the throne were twenty-four thrones, and upon the thrones I saw twenty-four elders sitting, clothed in white garments and golden crowns on their heads. Out from the throne came flashes of lightning and sounds and peals of thunder. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne there was something like a sea of glass, like crystal. And in the center and around the throne, four living creatures, full of eyes, front and behind. The first living creature was like a lion, the second creature like a calf, the third creature had the face like that of a man, and the fourth creature was like a flying eagle. 
and the four creatures, each one of them having six wings, are full of eyes around and within, and day and night they do not cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the Almighty, who was and is and who is to come. And when the creatures give glory, honor, and thanks to him who sits on the throne, to him who lives forever and ever, the twenty-four elders will fall down before him who sits on the throne, and they will worship him who lives forever and ever, and will cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Worthy are you, our Lord and our God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and because of your will they existed and were created. Wow, what a powerful, majestic, glorious scene. Now compare that imagery to the one that Jen Johnson provided. If you're stunned, you ought to be. The difference is night and day. Scripture shows a reverential, majestic, and holy scene of worship before the Lord God, the Almighty. While Jen Johnson's heaven consists of bratty teenage angels around a bumbling idiot genie like God. Folks, this is Bethel Church's fast food Christianity with a Subway sandwich God made your way. And you can be sure that will also make the way to hell for anyone who follows them. Picture of God scripture gives is a mighty, majestic, holy picture. And so the lesson here is to stick with the God of the Bible and stay away from the God of Jen Johnson and Bethel in Redding, California. And until next time, and as always, let the truth be known. Well, thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope that you were blessed. We would love to hear from you. So you can send in your questions, comments, or tell us your story. Uh, send us an email at truthbeknownpodcast at gmail.com. That's truthbeknownpodcast at gmail.com. Or if our ministry has blessed you or you'd like to support our church plant in Alaska, you can do so by visiting our Patreon page. The link will be in the show notes. As always, we appreciate your prayers and support. The Truth Be Known podcast is a theologically driven, gospel-centered program serving the body of Christ by bringing biblical truth to bear on issues facing the church today. Subscribe to the Truth Be Known podcast by using the podcast app on your Apple or Android device or listen online at strivingforeternity.org in the podcast section.